You're listening to Once, episode 134, Witch Hunt Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. We're happy to have you with us. We'll be having Aaron J. and Hunter and Jacqueline join us during the full discussion later this Wednesday. But we just finished watching Witch Hunt. And so we're going to share our thoughts and we'll be a bit all over the place because these are just our initial reactions. (laughs) Some stuff won't quite make sense and some stuff we will be intentionally asking you to help us figure some things out and to give us some more details. And I'll give you that feedback information later on too. And I want to let you know that this episode is made possible in part by Bluehost. Check them out at onespodcast.com slash Bluehost. I'll tell you more about them later. But let's talk about this. Big thing. I'll let you go first because I've just done a lot of talking. <laughs> I was just going to say it was more fun than a barrel of flying monkeys. Oh, oh, oh. Well, let's start there. If I hadn't seen this episode tonight, I would be green with envy. I meant let's start the discussion oh. there, not the jokes. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought they were the same thing. No. Oh, my goodness. That was a very clever nosedive that you intentionally started and pulled out of. You crafty crafty little once upon a time writers <laughs> the whole courtroom thing yeah there was a death dirge playing in my head <laughs> had that all been real and they actually fooled me i don't know what i'd be saying right now yeah it wouldn't have been good but that was amazing i was seeing that thinking well either emma isn't really Emma, and we're dealing with a shapeshifter here. (laughs) Or that Regina isn't really Regina. But she said, we talked about this, or or something like this, that that implied that they had talked. And I thought, well, yeah, only Regina would know that. But I like how they pulled up. (laughs) It was great. Yeah. It was great. And it cements the idea that we can't go back to being that way. Mm -hmm. They're aware of it. I loved it. Although the people were pretty quick to well, the people assume that eh, the people they didn't see everything that we and Emma saw. Of course not. Well, I mean, even in at the end of the first part of season three, they didn't see. They don't necessarily even know that Regina protected them. They've forgotten everything up to that point, but they, you know, I mean, they do have Grumpy, so they probably all know everything, but you almost have to be there and actually see her change to fully understand. Plus, none of them were the beneficiaries of a good life outside of Storybrooke. Yeah, and even if they saw some of these things done by Regina, they're still going to have this thought of once the evil queen, always the evil queen. Right. And there, she's not being dragged to a stake yet, saying, once upon a time, I was very much like you. And right. nod to our other <laughs> podcast about the other spinoff show, WonderlandPodcast.com. <laughs> Three episodes left, by the way. Speaking of the people, though, I, I wonder now, the theory that was brought up in our discussion, I think Jacqueline brought it up from the forums in our last full episode discussion about what happens when the people cross the town line. I now have to wonder... 
if that was tainted by some spoilers. <laughs> if it wasn't, then great job theorizing that, because that's right. essentially what happens, is that when people cross the line, it's not like just poof, they get turned into a flying monkey. Right. So, could they sneak across? That's my question. Or is it like some kind of a magic lock on the town line, no matter where they are, a monkey will materialize and swoop down and take them and bite them and drop them in the woods to leave them for monkey. <laughs> Not really dead, but monkey. I don't know, but that that is a good point. Could they escape somewhere else? If you walked past a child's bedroom at night and his or her father was sitting there telling them a story, and you just heard through the slightly open doorway, and then little John turned into a flying monkey, you would think, okay, he's taking quite a bit of artistic license in there. He's just making things up at this point. That's crazy talk. But that's actually what happened. It is. Little John from the Robin Hood story. Turned into a flying monkey of Oz. That just happened on TV tonight, folks. And I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, something else I loved seeing is some more familiar faces. We saw Ruby, not just... who practically scared me. I was like, wah, Ruby, hi. (laughs) Also, you've been gone a long time. Also, hi. Also, you're back. Well, it makes me wonder if they can use her as a season regular again, because the reason she wasn't in season three, she was supposed to, or season two, she was supposed to be a season regular in season two, but halfway through the season, they discovered this new direction they could take the story, and it didn't involve her. She's had another show to do. Yeah, that's true. Does that still exist? It's still airing. I'm not sure. And there might be these things where they just get her for a couple episodes. Yeah. Dr. Whale was back too. Yeah. And Archie Hopper. Yes. Not just in cricket form. And I knew he was there. I didn't get to mention it in our last episode, but when they pulled into Storybrooke, Hook and Emma and Henry, his door, his name was on the door by the car. Oh, yeah. So I knew he was back and he was him. So it seems like... Everybody pretty much remembers who they are. And Roland is back, too. And Roland. That's yes. Robin Hood's son. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. I didn't think... Did we see him in Storybrooke? Um, no, not in Story. Oh, that's true. Not in Storybrooke. But we did see him in Enchanted Forest. Yes. Or we could just assume that he might be in Storybrooke as well. I would be a little afraid of his new stuffed animal. <laughs> well, and what I'm wondering, too, is that was... If this all happened chronologically, which it seems did happen according to uh, the last episode, yes, then that would be Walsh. Uh, well, because Walsh no. was the one that brought the blood to the queen or to the wicked witch Zelina, and then she sent him back out. Yeah, unless she just chose a different monkey, right. So Walsh, mm-hmm. it seems at least right now, Walsh is a teddy bear. But that could be something that monkey, yeah, teddy monkey. That could be something that Zelina changed when she cast this new curse. Yeah. <laughs> now I mentioned the blood. Yes. And maybe suddenly a lot of people suddenly realized, 
Oh, that's right. And I want to talk about that because here's something where we'll probably get theories on this. This episode made a big deal out of blood magic again. And so many times Regina is saying only blood magic can undo this. Right. Let's review what happened in the last episode. Well, I suppose you're speaking specifically of stolen blood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Walsh monkey got that (laughs) blood, brought it to the Wicked Witch. At the end of the last episode, when we saw the Wicked Witch for the first time, he brought that blood, dropped it into a vial. Right. And Zelina swirled it around and said some stuff, too. So my theory is this whole (laughs) thing about their being half-sisters, false. Mm, Interesting. Because I had forgotten that. In fact, I was going to, I was already, when they kept making a big deal, I was like, oh, they must be sisters. Cause, but they didn't even give me a chance to theorize that. They just said it in the same episode. Hmm. Interesting. I would also have to wonder if, even if it's not false, blood magic, she might have needed Regina's blood in order to complete the blood magic formula. Like maybe, because consider this, you don't have the same blood as your brother and, and blood magic it would seem would only apply to you and your descendants unless it like applies to just certain parts of your dna and not other parts and so it doesn't need something that's the complete offspring of your dna but it just needs something that's similar to your dna so the different theories there and that's where your theories and a lot of this other stuff comes in so we'd love to hear from you please email us feedback at oncepodcast.com with your theories of what's going on here uh, with this blood magic thing, as well as anything else. And please put in the subject line, witch hunt, not W-H-I-C-H, but W-I-T-C-H, hunt in the subject <laughs> line to let us know that's about this episode. You can also call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221 or go to the website oncepodcast.com and send a voice message from the website. So I think the whole thing is fake. She is not at all related to Cora. Yeah. Now, people are starting to say in the chat room that she was already inside the castle, which is true, but she's the one who put up that protection spell. She didn't have to go in through the crypt. It's the crypt door that was the question. Regina didn't say when they came upon the castle, hey, somebody got through my protection spell, but that was blood magic, so that's impossible. She just said someone hijacked it. Right. Which I guess is how she knew it worked. I was wondering how she knew about the fire. But uh, that's how. So it was just getting into the crypt that she needed blood magic for. Which actually supports the idea that she hadn't gotten in there until she got Regina's blood. Mm -hmm. So that was just... That's in between when she sends the flying monkey out. And then when Regina comes to the castle. In between that time. Mm -hmm. Those times is when she would have gotten into the crypt if that blood potion allowed her to break the blood magic locks. So interesting. And such a better use of blood magic than its infancy on this show. And it could also help stifle the ideas that Zelina is Rumpelstiltskin's daughter. Ah, yes. Unless she enjoys keeping her father captive rumpelstiltskin is back hi rumpelstiltskin <laughs> and a little crazy you feed them medicine it feeds on you you feed them medicine it feeds on you <laughs> yeah tell me if you agree with this and what you think no i don't 
I'm just kidding. He's not Mr. Gold. He's Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, uh, yes, I agree. Fully Rumpelstiltskin, but he looks like Mr. Gold. I agree, which... Must have just been different when he was... However, she brought him back. How'd she bring him back? Exactly. And bring him back from where? And how, what did she do? And Also, feeding my theory that she had something to do with the return of Philip. Yeah. If that's just kind of also something true. she does. You, I think, had said, and possibly others, that the two things seemed similar. The way he disappeared and the way the wraithiness... Uh, that I think that might have been one of our listeners sent in that theory or posted it on the forums. I think so. Yeah, sorry, I can't remember who. And I, I didn't think the two seemed very related, but it's very possible. Since we have two people who were just gone, now they're back, and we haven't seen the story of either one. What do you think is her motivation for keeping Rumpelstiltskin locked up? And keeping him in that form, too, unless that's something she couldn't control. Primarily, question is... Why is she keeping him? Well, unfortunately, as with most villains, she's got problems. Severe emotional problems. She's a little green with envy. <laughs> and, <Not her. laughs> and she just wants him to love her in some way. <laughs> I think that's why. Uh, she wants uh. his approval. And locking people in cages is definitely the best way to gain their approval. That does seem to give more credence to the idea that she was... At least one of his students. Yes. So I guess that does sort of assume that some of what she was saying was right. Hmm. I'm assuming monkey people can be brought back into people mode permanently. Probably. Unless this is their new way of getting people off the show that have to move on. Like some of the dwarves? That seems kind of <laughs> bad. It'd be horrible to be missing them, that they'd be flying monkeys. Mm -hmm. Little John we hardly knew. I'm sure that they'll bring them back. And Neil, I'm going to guess that Neil is somewhere else. Yeah. Hmm. But where? Mm -hmm. And does it really matter that much? But now... I think so. Now it opens up even more opportunities for the Emma dated a flying monkey jokes. <laughs> oh, the Walsh monkey. Huh. <laughs> it was cool to hear a little bit more about how Hook received the message, but still nothing about who sent it. But it has me thinking sent with a bird, it's either Neil or Rumpelstiltskin nah. or Blue Fairy. Maybe. Hmm. As much, even with as much has happened this week, I feel like there's so much more in Storybrooke that's just sort of there and we'll just say, oh, of course, but we just haven't seen yet. Except for when you gather all the people in one room and there are some notable missing people it would be kind of strange to just have them show up at Granny's the next day. Like, why were you not at the big meeting about... Like, what it, What else did you have to do? Yeah. You've just been cursed again. 
that's kind of the topic. You should be at the town hall meeting. You know, I mean, it was earth shaking. What happened there? Literally. (laughs) Very nice. Very nice. Well, let me tell you something that else that's earth shaking is the opportunity you have to start your own website. And that is super easy with Bluehost. Just go to onespodcast.com slash Bluehost. And here's what you get for just a few dollars a month. Really, you can get unlimited hosting, unlimited websites. So you don't have to just have one website. You could have dozens, hundreds of websites. You could turn flying monkeys around you into websites. You can have a blog about what it's like to be a flying monkey. Whatever it is that you would like to make a website about, you could do that with Bluehost. It's really great and easy to set up, especially if you want to do something like WordPress, which is what I recommend. Super easy for doing on Bluehost. So go to oncepodcast.com slash Bluehost to get unlimited hosting, unlimited bandwidth, unlimited websites, unlimited awesomeness. It is not the eternal middle. But it is brought to you by the Blue Fairy. (laughs) Which suddenly makes some people maybe not want to do it. But you could have a blog about the Blue Fairy (laughs) on Bluehost and be so meta meta like She's not sneaky, people. I'm just going to rant for a second. So go to onespodcast.com slash Bluehost. This episode is also brought to you in part by Steve Johnson, David Newland, and Lisa Slack. Thank you so much for your kind donations, helping make this episode possible. We really appreciate the support. And if you haven't donated and you'd like to for a single episode or a bunch of episodes, please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor for a one-time or automatic ongoing donation. And thank you so much, Steve, Dave, and Lisa. David. Steve, David, and Lisa. (laughs) We appreciate it. What else stood out to you about this? Oh, so many things. So many things. We'll be digging into a lot more detail in our full discussion this Wednesday when we have Aaron, Hunter, and Jacqueline with us at different points in the show. Were those yellow bricks in the tunnel? Or were those... Regina seemed familiar with them, so I thought maybe she put them there, but I couldn't tell because my first reaction was, oh, look, yellow bricks. (laughs) So I thought they were a trap set by selena you mean uh the ones with the the big gates things i think those were security measures that regina put in place okay and maybe the reason why that door was open at the end of the tunnel was that when selena activated this blood magic thing it just unlocked everything so not specifically that doorway but maybe but that was the door to the crypt was it? Yeah, okay. I think so. I, yeah, okay. I could be wrong. It looked like just a door to a stairway, not anything else specifically. So if it's a con, and cons were mentioned in this episode, why? I, the con to get her to the to castle? To be like, saying? I'm your sister. That doesn't make know. us friends, yeah. by the way. Please destroy me. That doesn't seem... Totally logical. Hmm. That's true. Yeah, why? Yeah, uh, that's true. So that does present a problem with the theory. But why else would she want the blood? That's the thing is no matter how you try and spin this, you've got to figure out why did she want that blood? 
And that's, I think it's, well, as I said, for uh, being able to break the blood magic curse. Right. Or spell. Thing. Unless the other idea is she needed the blood in order to cast this new curse. So the only thing we know about her motives so far is that she's interested in Snow and or Snow's baby. Mm -hmm. Do you think the baby will be green? (laughs) Yeah, that was a little creepy when she was all like, I want to help you out. With your baby. (laughs) Nothing would make me happier. Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing but your baby will make me happy. So you think there could be some hidden motivation there? Or is she just wanting to ruin people's lives? Well, so if it's true that she was a student of Rumpelstiltskin, you know, the firstborn thing is kind of his shtick. So... Maybe she likes to have people secondborns. <laughs> this is Snow's secondborn child. Yeah, yeah that's true. Maybe <laughs> I well, don't really think that. She claims to be a firstborn. That's true. Cora's firstborn. Which it, I was not expecting to hear this story in this episode or uh, hear about Cora really in this episode at all. And the other thing that surprised me was that Regina and Zelina never knew each other. Right. So all of Zelina's envy, which probably is the story of what turned her green, <laughs> all of her envy is from a distance toward Regina. That's my perception anyway. Hmm. She has an awfully Kansas-looking house with a nice storm cellar. I feel there's going to be a green tornado in the future. Mm, maybe that's what brought everyone's, everyone to Storybrooke. <laughs> it's like she couldn't get the whole curse cloud effect, so she kind of ended up with more of a cursed tornado. And it took a while, and some people were able to run away from it. But it just kind of went around and picked everyone up and dropped them off. She clearly loves emeralds. Although she did admire Regina's onyx, pearl, and diamonds. (laughs) I was expecting her to say something like, but no emeralds. Regina, you have horrible taste in her little British accent thing. Her her different English accent. (laughs) So, maybe Wicked Sisters, as the fans have it. But maybe not. I think you have to add a question mark to your hashtag. Wicked sisters? Evil versus wicked? Evil versus wicked. That is not... That was the hashtag. That is not a battle for the ages. No. (laughs) Regina and having someone to destroy. She was so delighted. I guess as long as she's destroying someone wicked and not someone good, we're okay with this? Uh, I don't know. It's still a lot of hate. Yeah. But we would love to hear from you what you think about this episode. So please send us your feedback by emailing feedback at onespodcast.com or call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221 or go to oncepodcast.com on your computer or iOS device. 
Big thanks to It's a Dream and Mind Healer 21 for leaving kind reviews for us in iTunes. We really appreciate that because it encourages us, lets us know what you think about the podcast as a whole, and it helps other people find us. With your recent reviews, it helped put us back into new and noteworthy, which was really cool. And also, big thanks for reviewing and checking out our new podcast on the network, Resurrection Revealed at resurrectionrevealed.com. It's about the other TV show that airs, well, actually, as we're recording this right at this minute, it's on the air, and they have live initial reactions for that TV show at resurrectionrevealed.com slash live at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday nights. So we've got a lot of cool stuff going on. We're really looking forward to hearing your feedback and your theories. You can also share your theories in the forums over at oncepodcast.com slash forums and let others know what you're thinking and hash out your ideas a little bit better too if you'd like everything you can get all of those links everything is at oncepodcast.com so if you can't remember anything else go to oncepodcast.com and you can get it there and any links and anything specific we mentioned in this episode in the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 134 We'd love for you to connect with us on Twitter at Once Podcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at The Ramen Noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin on Twitter at Fleegon. That's P H L E G O N. And until next time, remember you feed them madness and it feeds on you. <laughs> you feed them madness and it feeds on you. And thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our donors for helping support this episode of Once Podcast, especially to Bluehost. Go to oncepodcast.com slash bluehost. And if you'd like to donate to support an episode, please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor.